Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Welcome to Simon's Pro Wrestling Show. It is the Monday. It's not. It's the Tuesday before WrestleMania 36. Can you believe it? We are here. The strangest build to WrestleMania I think we can all agree we've ever had. But there are extenuating circumstances. You just kind of kind of shrug your shoulders and take it for what it's worth. Maybe you agree with WWE. Maybe you don't agree with WWE. We can do this until the days... And we can do this till the days go home. Um, but we won't do that. We won't do that. We'll just move on and we'll talk about what we are getting as opposed to what we're not and there and thereabouts. Uh, thank you very much. If you are joining me on YouTube, realize the other day some people uh, don't know how the, the, the wrestling show works. I thought I should really tell people that. So we go live on YouTube, uh, eventually moving to Twitch at some point, but now is not the time because I lost so much work, blah, 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 blah. Um, so, you know, sign up to my YouTube channel. Just search for Simon Miller. Welcome to everybody watching me on there right now. And of course, if you're not into that, I'm on podcast too. You can get me on Apple Music or iTunes, whatever the hell it's called these days, podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Acast, I'm everywhere, so you can listen to me. And I urge everybody to do that because I do do exclusive episodes for the podcast feed. So if you'd like more wrestling in your life because you don't think there's enough wrestling podcasts out there, you can do it. Just search for Simon Miller's Wrestling Show. Also want to shout out pinsandknuckles.com and pinsandknucklesmerch.com. Unfortunately, they're, um, uh, what's the word? Kind of the right word, but their business is too much. They're basically paused at the moment like a lot of people have. But make sure you keep an eye on them because they sponsor the show. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Simon316. If you are live on my YouTube channel right now, please give me a subscribe. Give me a like because YouTube loves that kind of stuff, especially with live streaming. And yeah, if you want to talk to me directly, obviously use the chat here as well. But if you use a super chat, I will 100% I make sure I get back to your question or your point. Or if you want to steer the show in a completely different direction, because I like to treat it like a shop. If you give me something, I'll give you something back. So screw you, Asda, for delaying this today. It's not Asda's fault. No, I take that back. Screw you, world, for making everything go crazy. And um, ups and downs for all will be live at some point. I was late with that as well. It's just been one of those days. It's been one of those days. But let's talk about WWE Raw. I thought it was a lovely little... It was kind of weird. I love this new promo stuff that WWE is doing. It's the the best of all the surprises I've ever got. Like, sitting there and being able to watch amazing promo after amazing promo. was like, this is... This actually feels fresh and different. Undertaker smashed it. Edge smashed it. Uh, Who else smashed it? Um, Paul Heyman smashed it. Kevin Owens smashed it. All these amazing, amazing promos and interviews that I was engaged with. And even though I'd argue some probably went longer than they had to, I didn't care because I was focused on every single word. We have to keep doing this once the whole situation is over. We do. This is something that WWE should incorporate into their usual programming. They haven't stolen it from anybody else. They haven't borrowed an idea. They came up with this. And it's working brilliantly. And so many people say, well, Simon, how can you do that when you have a bunch of fans in the arena? Shoot them backstage like they did with Taker and Edge and turn off the fans. You know, essentially, even though you do have a live crowd, it's still a TV product. You still have some control over the production. Just turn the fans down and let people talk like real people. It's, it's wonderful. I will admit that I did think by the end of a three, and only because Raw is three hours. At the end of the three hours, I was like, I think I would have preferred it if we could have spread these promos out over sort of last week and this week. I know we had good ones last week as well. But that, you know, when you're on your fifth or sixth one of the, it's the law of diminishing returns, right? You know, if I give you 10 sweets, you're probably going to enjoy the first one more than the 10th. But that's me being really finickety and pickety. I just thought it was great. It's the best Undertaker promo I've seen him cut. No, I wouldn't necessarily say ever. I'm sure I'm forgetting some. And this means even more coming from me. I ain't a fan of the American badass. 
I don't want to be that guy, but it's true. Not a fan of the American badass at all. I was an old school taker guy. So when he had such a 180, I, I struggled to, to, to adjust. But, you know, that aside, this, this character or this incarnation, whatever you want to call it, like believable, I'm going to say all the same words again but it was just captivating and it was interesting to listen to and he still got all his usual beats in if we want to use that word um you know you can kind of tell paul Heyman's influence is running through them all because the idea with every single one is oh we're going to break the fourth wall but i don't mind that i don't mind that because i think it's, it works as long as it worked that's fine so can't wait for the boneyard match i am a little bit disappointed because i actually think aj styles and the undertaker would have a decent match in an original setting an original setting a traditional setting i think aj styles is not and this is not being detrimental to the undertaker just where he is at in his career i think aj styles could have worked really well with the undertaker so that's a shame but i'm still excited to see what wwe does and yeah like i said it's such a wonderful surprise to see the undertaker close up like here you know right in the camera and i get just just good stuff and then Edge, I think Edges was probably the best. Edges was the best because it ties into this story between him and Randy Orton, which is so well written and has barely any plot holes and makes so much sense and makes you so desperate to see that match. You know, the idea that it's actually Randy Orton that's a junkie for Edge because of the way that Edge and him together makes him feel and how he has this passion inside of him. Oh, it's just genius. That's depth, interesting storytelling. And it's just, Kevin Owens was good. He did the same thing, talking about how Seth Rollins, you know, was uh, was a bit of a nightmare back in the day, which you can go read about if you use your Google machine. And then Paul Heyman's was just almost poetic the way he kind of tied it all right round, in the sense talking about what the go home edition of Raw is and how it's always Brock Lesnar stood. It's all true too. That's why I love it. It's all true. It's always Brock Lesnar in this position and people come and they try and sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. But ultimately we get 12 months down the line and Brock Lesnar is doing it again. And the only difference in 12 months is that Drew McIntyre will be a name on the list. Oh, it's just good. And WWE has to incorporate this going forward. Like, I don't mind if you still want to do the occasional, you know, Charlie Caruso. Oh, you just lost. How is that going to affect your life going forward? I don't, they're fine. They just, they just don't mean anything. We can actually sink our teeth into these and, and get you excited about the fights. I mean, I got more excited. I was already excited about a Boneyard match. Let's not pretend otherwise. But I was more excited for a Boneyard match. And he said that line. He said, you're going to pay at a Boneyard. <laughs> it's the stupidest line ever. No one has ever said that sentence in the history of mankind. But it was all right because of everything around it. So I really hope we don't go back on this. I enjoyed the fact that Kevin Owens did his in the ring after he was beating up. I thought that gave it a dramatic edge as well. And ultimately, do I want to see all four of those matches more than I did? Yes, I, yes, 100% yes is the answer. I know Becky Lynch did one as well. My only issue with the Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler program is I feel like WWE overbooked it. I was well into just terrifying former MMA fighter trying and take Becky Lynch's title. And now it kind of feels like the Oscar program times two. Becky talking about how she defines herself with a her championship. And if she'll lose it, she'll lose her way. And she won't know who she is. Like, you just kind of said all this same stuff. It was, it was well done. And when Shayna Baszler attacked her at the end, I thought that was fantastic. But there's just too many beats. There was too many beats that felt like what had come before. And I was enjoying it just what it was, like a threatening killer trying to take out the champ. I, I, didn't need, I didn't need any more. I didn't need any more. So even though I got more, I was like, well, I didn't need it. It's like I'd eaten my cake and someone brought 10 extra ones. I was like, I'm fine with just one. I'd still eat those cakes. Uh, shout out to Tom Talks Chas. Tom Talks Trash. Tom Talks Rubbish in the super chat. That's how I got confused there. I had some extra money for my 21st birthday at the weekend. Love all you do. Thanks for the great content during this troubling time. Should WWE take a break after Mania and the current set of taped shows? Well, first and foremost, Tom, happy birthday to you. I hope you had a good one. Secondly, that's very generous of you. Don't put yourself in any financial trouble, but I do massively appreciate it. 
And thirdly, should WWE take a break? I mean, I think so. But I'm also very selfish in the sense that if they take a break, I won't be able to watch wrestling. And it is a great distraction at the moment. But I do feel like the novelty is running out quick. And it's not WWE's fault. You know, they are a live interactive broadcast and they've lost their interactive nature. But I mean, what do we do if we get to, I mean, when's the next pay-per-view? Is it still Backlash or Extreme Rules? Whatever the hell they do after WrestleMania these days. When we get to late April, if that's when they're planning on running one, does anybody want to see a non-WrestleMania show that's a pay-per-view? I don't. But then can they just go off TV entirely with their deals and stuff they have with USA and Fox? I don't know what the answer is. Um, you've asked me, I think they should take a break. I would say yes. I just think it's more beneficial, especially given what's going on. But I presume if they can continue to stride forward, they will. It's difficult because you know health and safety has to be the most important thing. I know this is becoming a phrase that's boring, but it's true. And if you saw Roman Reigns' Instagram video from yesterday where he confirmed that he is out of WrestleMania, that to me summed it all up. He took himself out of a situation, not just for him, but his friends, his family, his kids. And th that shouldn't even be put into question. That should just be something that we did. But let's say that Roman Reigns, worst case scenario, he, he wrestles at WrestleMania and he gets sick. I don't want that. Even if he had the best match of his life, I'm not, all I'm going to remember is how awful that was. And the fact that in this, I keep saying this, but it's true. The fact that in that video, he said that some people have come out and called him a coward. I don't get usually get mad at stuff like that because, you know, what can I do? But I was so mad. I was so livid. Like, who is anyone to tell Roman Reigns he's a coward? The dude is covering. I guess you always have leukemia when you have it or he's on the chemotherapy. Who gives a crap about wrestling? I love wrestling. It's one of the best things ever. But if Roman Reigns needs to take himself out of the equation for Roman Reigns or Joseph Anawaii, then he does that. And nobody says, Shib, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to. And if you do, you are garbage people. You are, you are just terrible. You're garbage patch kids. You're just awful humans that don't have brains. And I mean that. I don't even care if someone disagrees because you're wrong. Yeah, you can't. There's no point risking your life about having a fight in your pants against somebody else. And I was one of the few that was excited for Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. I liked the idea. I could see what WWE was doing. Didn't necessarily like the execution, but was cool with where we were going. All right, so I don't get that match. Big whoop. I'd rather Roman Reigns was healthy. So yeah, everyone, anyone that said that, stop watching my podcast. <laughs> I was listening. Go away. I don't want anything to do with you. Flee from my town. But yeah, that was that really, really pissed me off. Because well, especially at the moment with everything going on when we should be coming together. Anyway, let's move on from that. Let's talk to non-WWE guy. Always good to see you, non-WWE guy. Idea for a good cause. <laughs> Tag match for charity. Simon and Tamatonga versus Enzo and Sammy Callahan. Can tie in feuds. Wrestle within social distance guidelines. Raises money. Everybody wins. Well, I think the odds of that happening are quite low. Um, but I like the idea. I don't think Tamatonga would ever ever team with me. He wants to kick my ass still, as far as I'm aware. I don't know how Enzo Amore gets into that. Oh, because he hates Tamatonga, of course. Yeah, well, I, I would do it. I would do any opportunity like that. But uh, I think at the moment, I think my opinion at the moment is let's just all stay indoors. There are reasons to go outside, of course, and you should do that and follow the guidelines. But let's just all stay indoors, even if we're well and healthy. And like I said, I've lost a lot of work, but I can still do this and I can still do what culture and YouTube stuff. So I have an essence of what my life used to be like. But let's still stay away from everybody else for those that are suffering. And let's not make their life. Um, let's not make their life any worse. So yeah, that's the that's that. I've just got to the chat where I freak out in the chat because I can't get the stream working. <laughs> I'm just trying to find the other super chats in case uh, 
in case I miss them. And that is my man Daz, 4785. Simon, I sent you a Patreon message. Keep up the fab work. Yes, I'll be getting back to Patreon messages today. And a shout out to my man Daz and anyone that did join the Patreon this week. There's a link in the description below if you are on YouTube. Just patreon.com forward slash Simon316. That's my lifeblood at the moment. So thank you so much for everyone that continues to support me on there. And of course, you can come on the podcast. You can get a postcard. You can get a t-shirt. You can get a personalized message. There's a bunch of reward on there depending on which tier you want to come in at. You can join my weekly Q&As. Uh, and even if you can throw a dollar in there you do massively help me at the moment again it's uh it's, it's a backbone for me so thank you very much and my man damn lemley in the super chat says yesterday was my birthday also wanted to say i named animal crossing village thrill howl <laughs> after the simpson episode based on your tweet well i do like that a lot well, happy birthday to you as well dan thank you for the support join the patreon too which i massively appreciate and yeah, everybody's playing Animal Crossing. I don't want to get too uh, too off track here and talk about video games. But if you are a gamer right now, man, the chickens just came home to roost. You've got Animal Crossing, you've got Doom. Go back and play all the games that you've missed out. Loads of stuff coming out. It's not like movies, right? Because movies you can play in your house. They delayed a load of movies today. Ghostbusters went back, I saw, in the Uncharted movie. That ties into games. Um, but yeah, I, I, I never really got Animal Crossing. It was always kind of lost on me. I tried to get it on the GameCube and I was like, this is just not... This is just not my thing, but I hope it's... Uh, again, I hope it's providing an awesome distraction for everyone. I really do. Uh, my man, Antek Petroski. I hope that got that right. Finally caught you live. Love from Eastern Europe. And love right back at you, my friend. I hope all is well and safe out there. Uh, I know it's kind of all, all kinds of craziness over the world right now, but I hope you're doing well. And Brummakian Productions, just put some money in the Super Chat. Appreciate that, Brum. Thank you very much. Like I say, any kind of money that I get from my patron or here, it goes back to fund my own projects. I can't do my YouTube channel. I can't do my podcast. Uh, I can't really do my wrestling to a certain extent. So it all, it all helps me do those things. Obviously, can't wrestle at the moment because we're on global lockdown, but I do massively appreciate it. Um, in terms of the rest of Raw, it was kind of an odd show. I think we, we kind of saw the best and worst in terms of showing old matches. I didn't need to see WrestleMania. Actually, you know, I take it back. I think it's kind of the same with both. I didn't need to see the WrestleMania 35 main event again because 12 months is not a long time when you've experienced something like that to want to see it again. And the reason I knew this is because I had the inclination to wind it forward. I DVR'd Raw yesterday, so I kind of felt like... Ugh. I kind of skipped, and I thought, I don't really need to watch this again. And I think I was able to get through Brock Lesnar, Rey Mysterio at Survivor Series 2019 easier, simply because I know it was quick, and it's more explosive. Whereas anything at WrestleMania is always going to be far more pageantry and far more sort of build around it. But I thought they were, I understand they're doing it to tie into the matches, obviously. So Becky Lynch was doing a promo. Then you see what I guess you'd argue is the defining point of her career to this point. And you see Brock Lesnar beat Rey Mysterio. Kind of doesn't work because it probably would have been better to show him beating someone like Braun Strowman, you know, a big guy like Drew McIntyre, but whatever. I, it's difficult for me because I have the network and I'm a loser and I'm a nerd and I will go out of my way to watch old shows. So I don't necessarily... It's different if you haven't got the network and you're a casual fan, you probably love this. Maybe you don't buy pay-per-view, so getting sort of, even if it's old content, getting to see stuff you've never seen before is awesome. And a Brock lesnar Rey Mysterio match is always going to be good. And the main event at WrestleMania 35 is certainly better when you haven't got through six and a half hours first. Uh, I don't think it's a bad match by any stretch of the imagination. I think it's just good. It's just good. But yeah, I didn't... Again, I didn't find myself wanting to watch it, which I think is an issue. But hey-ho, again, I, I don't get too critical because I think the, the big takeaway from me on Raw is, while I loved all the promos, I could have done with an extra match in there. WWE seems to be a bit wary of this, which I can understand, but they do have talent on the roster that can do it. I thought that six-man tag between Kevin Owens and the Street Profits and Seth Rollins, Andrade, no, not Andrade, Angel Garza and uh, Austin Theory, 
I thought it was really, really fun. I thought Kevin Owens continually shouting stuff out about how he was wary of certain people's moves and just using the silence to hit his advantage. I, I got a right kick out of it. Made me love Kevin Owens more, which is what you should do with your baby face. Seth Rollins has got this character down, so he's smashing it. The Street Profits are just nuts. That dive Montez Ford did over the rope and did not get caught. I thought he was dead. And it was a decent showing for Austin Theory. You know, he didn't see this coming. I bet he's massively grateful of the opportunity. He's now going to be on WrestleMania in the strangest way possible. And much like Angel Garza, right? They've been pulled from NXT unexpectedly, but I think they're carrying their own. So I don't know why we couldn't have done that elsewhere. Like, I love the Alistair Black squash match. I really, really did because WWE and Alistair Black, of course, have got over Black Mass as a move you want to see. Like the RKO, it looks cool and therefore you want to see it. And seeing Oscar yell at some nobody and then tap her out really quickly, that was fun too. It was. There was certainly entertainment there. But I could have done with just one five-minute more... And I probably would have moaned about that too because somebody would have lost I didn't like. But I just for the, for the flow and the pacing of the show, I definitely think you could have thrown, a, thrown an extra match in there. I guess it depends on personnel as well. I don't know who they have and who they don't have and who they want to protect. But I'm, I'm looking at it almost out of context when really I should look at it in context. But I thought it was a decent Raw, mostly because of those interviews. I, I, I desperately want to see Randy Orton versus Edge. I have no idea what they're going to do. I imagine they have one crazy spot to keep the other one down. And you can argue that it should be Edge winning, but maybe it shouldn't be. Like, maybe there's more emotion and more of an arc here if Randy Orton is able to do that. It depends how, how it's executed, of course, but I don't think Edge winning here is a lock, and I think they may be able to pull some real heartstrings if they can come up with a way to do it. I don't want any shenanigans or schmozzy stuff. I want, I don't want it, I'm not necessarily saying it would be clean, but I think they may... It's like Shayna Baszler, Becky Lynch. I think Shayna Baszler should win that title because coming out the other side, and who knows what's going to happen, but Becky Lynch losing her identity now, as she has said, and Shayna Baszler once again becoming this monster that you just can't beat, I think it helps the man character, I think it helps Shayna Baszler, I think it establishes the Raw Wins Championship as something maybe a little bit more than it was already. There's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of good things you can do with that, whereas Becky Lynch once again talks a big game and then just beats someone. I think you kind of start falling into a pattern. And I understand the Oscar program was exactly that, as a holding program. But you don't. as soon as you start wash, rinse, repeating, I think you kind of lose some of the interest from the audience. So I am intrigued. We do have a full WrestleMania card now as well, I believe, which I will. I mean, they were still advertising the, the Roman match on, uh, on Raw. It's not happening. Oh, my computer just bugged out. Uh, it's not happening, but I can make that for those shifts for you as we go. Let's see if Wikipedia has been updated. Probably not because it hasn't happened on TV. But at the moment, it's a flipping massive card. So I think it's going to be four hours on Saturday and four hours on Sunday with a one-hour pre-show included in that, I think. I think that's correct. But it is. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. And I'll mention as well as that's come up. There was always going to be some matches that get lost in the shuffle. And unfortunately, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair, it just, it has done. You know, the only segment we got here was Charlotte pushing her into, into a grate uh, or a fence or whatever you want to call it. And then Rhea Ripley just kind of looking at her. It wasn't their fault. They just they, they, they didn't have the, the environment to execute what I'm sure the original plan was. But I'm not excited about that match. I don't really need to see that match. I don't really care who wins that match. And again, it's not their fault. But I did think that was kind of 
kind of disappointing. But anyway, we are going to get that. We are going to get Brock versus Drew. Uh, we're going to get someone versus Goldberg. I won't say who in case you don't want spoilers. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. John Cena versus The Fiend. Bailey versus Lacey, Naomi, Sasha, and Tamina. Undertaker versus AJ Styles. Boneyard match. Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. The Miz and John Morrison in some form of ladder match against some people in the New Day and the Usos. And maybe The Miz is not even in it. We'll find out. Uh, the Street Profits versus Austin Theory and Angel Garza for the Raw titles. Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. Elias versus King Corbin. Edge versus Randy Orton in a last man standing match. Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan for the IC title. The Kabuki Warriors versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross for the NXT, no, for the Women's Tag Team Championships confirmed yesterday. And Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. So, uh, yeah, there's a, that's your, that's your WrestleMania 36 card. If this had been any other year, and that was the card that was going to be presented to us just on Sunday, I actually probably would have said that's way too long and we need to cut it down. But in a world where you just need content, I think they'll probably get away with it over two nights. But I really do hope we move away from these seven, eight hour WrestleMania cards. 16 matches, did I say? So 16 matches. And if it was the other one, we would have had the, uh, uh, the, the two battle royals as well. So 18 matches. I don't need to see 18 matches. I respect WWE for wanting to get as many people onto these as possible. I, I, I take 10. I take five matches one night, five matches the next night. It's even going to be hard to pace it over two nights. I think it could go well over eight hours total. We don't know. But also, interesting enough, WrestleMania 36 is also going to air on Fox distribution services too. It's pay-per-views. It's still going to be on the network. But that may be indicative of something that happens going forward because wwe was very keen to try and sell the rights of wrestlemania 36 this year so we wouldn't get it on the network it didn't happen but fox swooping in and not espn something to keep an eye on john the jenner super chat says apparently matt hardy can't tell a fault in kayfabe he used drones and holograms don't i feel foolish hope you're doing as well as possible at the moment hand on heart and to you my man john yeah i loved all this it came out over the weekend that matt hardy did not teleport on aew dynamite with chris jericho he used um he used vanguard one to project different holograms of himself in the crowd to confuse Chris Jericho. It is the best way. I wouldn't have given a crap if they told me he could teleport because I'm an idiot and a fool. But it was the best way to kind of negate all this negativity that people were getting. Oh, it's stupid. It's ridiculous. Well, they just came up with a reason, which goes to show that William Regal kayfabe, uh, <laughs> kayfabe examples are the, are the best thing ever. I, I, I loved it. I thought it was so clever. I thought it was so, so smart. It made me laugh. It made me like those characters even more. The fact they, they all say they reshot that during the event. They had one version. Chris Jericho saw it. He didn't like it. So during the Kip Sabian Darby Allen match, because that was pre-taped, they went into the arena and filmed it again. and had like 20, 15 minutes to, to edit it and throw it up there. It's just an incredible story all around. And the sheer effort that some people are going to to, to get this stuff to us at the moment is, is unreal. Uh, MultiHikeFan3 in the Super Chat says, Good morning, Simon. Hope all is well. And to you, kind of a loaded question. How do you envision Mania playing out? Do you think it would be smart to pipe in audience reactions from home throughout the show? Here's the thing. A lot of people have mentioned the uh, why aren't they just piping in chants. It's one thing to do it when you've taped a show and you can see the fans. But I think when you can't see anyone and you're adding, I just think it's going to sound ridiculous. Plus, you're also going to hear it will be on a loop and you're going to be able to hear it loop. I think you just, I don't think you can patronize the audience that much. And I think if you took it in that direction, you, a few people would roll their eyes. I just think it's too cheesy. I think it's like a laughter track when you watch a sitcom. You can kind of tell the ones that have been recorded live and have been put in afterwards. And I personally find that distracting. So I wouldn't necessarily want them to do that. And in terms of Mania playing out, again, I think we'll get four to five hours each night now that I've seen the card. I think they'll be well-paced. 
because John Cena and The Fiend was shot in a location away from the Performance Center, so that would be more like a movie, the same with AJ Styles versus The Undertaker. I think Edge and Randy Orton will be the guys that are allowed to fight around the place and do all the crazy stuff, so that will be different. There'll be some surprise when Goldberg comes out to take on somebody else. I think there's enough worth and interest in the Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre match that they can just have a hard-hitting fight and it will be all right. And outside of that, look, we've got some tag matches. We've got some multi-person matches. Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins should just be good because it's good. Those two guys are great. I think it's going to be okay, but I think outside of the context we find ourselves in, I don't think it's going to be one that we talk about for a while, which is a shame, but it's nobody's fault. I'm amazed it's even going ahead. Daz4785 in Super Chat says, Like I said, Simon, I think Mania is going to be a good more fun than we think it will be. WWE do work hard to still provide the show. Is Montez Ford alive? I know. If you haven't seen the Montez Ford thing, see if you can find it on YouTube or whatever. Austin Theory just didn't catch him. It just slams onto the... It's unbelievable. The, the noise it makes, that guy's... Cr- no, we should be doing I think we're back. I think we're good. Uh, very frustrating today. Apologies to everybody watching on YouTube and listening on the podcast. I know it's no fun for you either when I'm coming and going and things like that. But it's just it's just one of those YouTube, one of those YouTube type of days. I'm trying to think if there's anything else on Raw that we need to to discuss. I don't think so because again, it was a uh, two massive segments were old shows that happened ages ago, and it was very promo, very promo heavy. But let me know in the chat what. Uh, what you think about what you thought about last night's Raw? Are you excited about WrestleMania? Are you not excited about WrestleMania? Is it just one of those things? Let me go and check that nothing. Uh, there's no news or anything like that that we need to uh, that we need to talk about. Um, I don't think that there is. No, it's just people talking about everything that happened on Raw. Oh no, of course there's news we need to talk about over on AEW. They introduced the TNT Championship. Uh, TNT Championship is going to be their second tier title which sound, it's basically going to be a television title. And if you don't remember, the whole reason a TV title was, uh, it was introduced back in promotions in the first place was that your world or quote-unquote proper championship would only be defended on pay-per-views. And then when TV ratings started to become really important, they were like, well, we need another belt so that people can go after that on normal television. And that's, what, you know, that, that, that's why it existed. That's why it came back. I have no problem with AEW calling it the TNT Championship, given how much TNT has invested in AEW. If this is something that we have to just accept in order to get that amazing deal that they got and to keep the show going for 2024, I think it's been locked into now. Who cares? Who cares? It's like the Cruiserweight title. We all got mad about that. And the name of the Universal title. You just get used to things after a while. And if Darby Allen wins a TNT Championship, you go, oh, Darby Allen's a TNT champion. You won't even relate it to the television network. It will just be the TNT title. I think it's an interesting time to actually pull the trigger on this, given what's going on in the world. But I guess why wait if you don't know what's going on in the future? And I really do think that if a proper star wins this and you can legitimize it ages ago, uh, from the off, it would be like what the IC title used to be ages ago when you actually cared. It's going to be an eight-man tournament. You're going to find out half the bracket tonight on Dark and half the bracket tonight, uh, yet tomorrow on Dynamite. And then we'll build through to Double or Nothing in May if it goes ahead where we will crown the winner. That's where the finals will be. But if you put in, let me count with eight people. If you put in uh, Chris Jericho, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, Neville, Neville Pack. Uh, what's where I get cards? Cody. Cody should be in it. Kip Sabian, I'd put in it. Uh, now I've got to try and think of it. MGF, I'd put in it. And I, you can't put Jack Swagger in it, Jake Hagar, because he's going after Moxie's title, so that would be ridiculous. You can't put Omega and Hangman in it because you want the sanctity of the tag titles to remain. 
Dustin Rhodes, that would be my eight. And I would give it to Chris Jericho, Cody, or have a final of something like Chris Jericho, oh, Jungle Boy maybe, instead of one of the ones I've said. But I would have a final of something like Chris Jericho versus Jungle Boy. And I'm not kidding you, I'd have Jungle Boy win, which everyone's going to go crazy about. But if you have Jungle Boy beat Chris Jericho for that championship, not only does Jungle Boy take a massive step forward, but that belt instantly becomes badass, which is what they want. That's the idea of it. Especially when they're second, because uh, they're getting a second show in prime time. You want that belt to be a draw. And if, it, if from the day one, the first time you are told, hey, man, you never know what's going to happen with this belt, I think you're going to enjoy it more. So I'm quite looking forward to it. I love a tournament. Obviously, it's very precarious because unless they taped all these matches, they could just vanish tomorrow. But I, I, I was quite excited when I read about this. I think that it's, you know, treat it like King of the Ring, treat it like, not like the G1 because that's different. But, you know, give some real emphasis to the whole thing and put some real importance on it. And I'll, I'll be all over this. And it's okay if you get Chris Jericho versus a Jungle Boy and Chris Jericho wins. That's even better. I was the first world champion. I was the first TNT champion. I'm the best. I care about this. You're putting on a main eventer. You put any kind of belt. Like if Brock Lesnar had won the 24-7 championship on day one, we, and that's nothing against our truth. I love him. But, you know, he's got his place in WWE. We would put far more worth in that championship than we do now. We just would. So I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't care about the name. I don't care what it looks like. I never have. I'm not that guy. I know some people do. It's not a hill that I'm willing to die on. As long as it gets put into situations where it's booked well. And I think I think AEW will do that. So I was very excited about that news. Uh, Super Saiyan Blast in the Super Chat says, AEW factions seem a lot more legit than WWE ones. Well, there's only one in WWE, is there not? We've got Seth's group. I don't think we have another faction. And if we do, more fool me for not knowing it. I've oh, got Sami Zayn's as well. That's it. You've got your Raw one and you've got your SmackDown one. That's probably why they don't feel as legit because it feels like it fits into a, a box. Like, you know, our or segment nine is the faction hour. So or the faction segment. So on Raw, we'll, we'll lead out Seth Rollins' group and over on SmackDown, we'll lead out Sami Zayn's group. And they, they need to feel organic. I hate those words, but they do. They need to feel like uh, they are... Uh, not just a part of the show. Like, it's something that WWE used to be really bad of, still kind of are sometimes, when you had the women's segment. And no matter how many stories you had to get across, they would somehow try and fit them all into one 10-minute segment rather than just let them build as they would for the guys. I think we're better at that now, but it still does happen. I kind of feel like that's now shifted across to the, to the factions. Uh, it's obviously changed now because we haven't seen Buddy Murphy or the AOP for ages. But I think that's something we need to get away from. Absolutely something we need to get away from. So fingers crossed we... Uh, fingers crossed... Th th but that's why I think they feel more legit in AEW. Because they, are, they, they just exist. Like, even Death Triangle exists without all three guys. They can go out and do singles matches. And the Inner Circle even more so. And the Elite, right? The Elite's probably the best example. But they still come back and kick ass when they need to. Hence why Blood and Guts is even a thing. So... Uh, someone mentioned the New Day. Yeah, New Day counts. Imperium don't count. Undisputed Era don't count. I don't count them because they are... Um, pfft, they're on a different show to me. Raw and SmackDown are very similar. NXT is not. NXT beats by its own drum. The New Day I should have mentioned, although I would say that the New Day, not in a bad way, has probably run its course just because it's been around for so long. Like, what else can you possibly do with them? I love them. I think they're great and they, they make me happy. But... At this point, you could probably break them up and that would be all right. Whereas if you told me you were going to break up Sami Zayn's group, I'd be like, what was the point? Same with Seth Rollins. I'd be like, what a waste of time. Undisputed Era are great, 
but they operate like how the AEW ones do. That's why I feel like I feel like Undisputed Era are more significant and more crucial than the other ones that I've just talked about. Again, because of how they've been booked. But NXT to me exists in its own little bubble world. Raw and SmackDown have a very similar thread running through them. NXT feels like an offshoot that just happens to be WWE branded. It's just my opinion. Uh, Harry Anto Tio in the super chat just gives me a thumbs up. Thumbs up back to you, my friend. I hope you're doing well in these crazy times. Uh, someone mentioned the OC as a faction. Are they, though? Or are they three guys that kind of just hang out? Like, Gallows and Anderson aren't... They kind of just back up AJ, which I know is what you can say what a faction is. To me, I would call that AJ Styles and his couple of friends. It's more of an AJ Styles production. I look at the inner circle. I know Chris Jericho is the leader, but I never feel like he overshadows everybody else. I don't feel like that's the case with the OC. In fact, I think that... Gallows and Anderson should probably be being used more than they are, which is a massive, massive shame. I'm not saying that Imperium isn't legit. I'm just saying that they don't... Again, they, they, they appear on NXT UK and NXT, which again exist in a bubble world. They, they, they don't... They, they're being treated differently to the ones that... You know, when, when people say, to me, an Imperium, an Undisputed Era, I think that would be it, are more akin to what AEW is doing, Whereas the New Day, they're a little bit different, but I'll throw them in there. Sami Zayn's group and Seth Rollins' group, they fit into this idea. Here's where we put the factions. Just my opinion. You don't have to agree with me. Uh, that's all good. Somebody wants Goldberg versus Riddle. Going to be sorely, <laughs> sorely, sorely disappointed. Uh, we will do the predictions for WrestleMania as well later in the show. Uh, later in the week, sorry, on the next show on Thursday. We can touch on SmackDown. I thought SmackDown was... a. Uh, it was an interesting show, I will say, to the point I can't actually remember anything that happened on it. Do I still? <laughs> I like the Firefly Funhouse stuff a lot. I thought that was good. I got a massive kick out of that. But otherwise, do I still have it? I don't think I probably do. Um, that's right. What the hell was the closing angle on SmackDown? Why can't I even remember this? Uh, oh, that's why I knew I was annoyed by it. It was the DQ with the Miz versus the Usos, uh, the Miz and Morrison versus the Usos. It wasn't too bad. I kind of felt like that one just went through the motions. I didn't massively like the big schmoz at the start with all the all the women um, because it, it was just a segment that was there. Like it didn't really bring anything to it. I like the Firefly Funhouse stuff. I thought that got over the idea, and I'm excited to see what they do with a Firefly Funhouse match. Given the circumstances, that's the kind of thing I think WWE should embrace. So I think that's awesome. Again, any DQ finish now just makes me roll my eyes and make me think, what was the point? I enjoyed the fact we progressed the Dolph Ziggler Otis stuff. I do think the Otis character has kind of gone off in the wrong direction, though. We need to know more about this text message. Because at the moment, Otis got dumped or, you know, uh, you know, pushed away. Mandy Rose went out with Dolph Ziggler and Otis is really mad about it. Now, you're allowed to be mad about it. But you can't go beat up Dolph Ziggler, even though he's been an ass by showing those pictures. She just picked him. However, if you find out that the text message was from Dolph Ziggler and there's been some, you know, bad stuff going down, then that changes it. But uh, yeah, I, I thought it was fine. We showed uh, Triple H versus Roman Reigns from WrestleMania 32, whatever. We, we know about that stuff. Nikki Cross. Um, I got down Nikki Cross versus Alexa Bliss. No, it was not, Simon. <laughs> Oscar. Oscar versus Alexa Bliss. To me, Oscar has been the most important person almost throughout this whole thing she's been doing main events she's been doing raw she's been doing smackdown she's been smashing it every single time and also she had this whether it was addressed or not she still had this idea built up this sort of uh, atmosphere built up an aura around her where she was almost unbeatable that was the whole point of the becky lynch program so losing to alexa bliss that easy after a ddt did kind of irk the wrestling geek within me i'm not gonna lie i think we could have done that better with that said 
I, I expect nothing less when it comes to Oscar nowadays. I think I'm not saying she's become like a Dolph Ziggler, but I think as has been proven again over the last few weeks, WWE knows they can rely on her, so they're more than happy to uh, they're more than happy to rely on her. But it's still uh, it's still it still irked me. I'm just that guy. You'd have to forgive me. We should talk about Elias killing Baron Corbin. Now I want to talk about Baron Corbin a little bit. The dude is has massively won me over the last few weeks. I I do appreciate how dedicated he is to this character. He is, he is the quintessential heel in many ways. I think the week before, we almost veered away from that when he was being bullied by Mojo Rawley and Gronk. That's how I saw it, but whatever. That's all said and done. I don't, that, again, I don't know why we went Lion King with this. That's what I would like. So, you know, Elias sings a song, not one of his better ones, in my humble opinion. You can tell me I'm wrong. I probably am. And then he's in one of those pods in the performance center. Baron Corbin comes on, chucks him over the side, and then lets him fall down to his death. The best you would get away with with that kind of fall is broken bones, I would assume. But it was just shot like the Lion King. He was Scar. <laughs> Elias was Mufasa. I guess Michael Cole would have been Simba. I don't know who Nala, maybe Nikki Cross is Nala in this situation. I mean, I was in two worlds with it because I, can't, I gave it a down at the time because I thought it was silly. But then I was like, at least they are trying to do different things, you know? At least it's not the same old, same old. And they kind of thought, okay, well, we have the power of pre-production. We have the power of pre-taping. What can we do that we think would be a lot of fun? And they did that. And it was cheesy and it was over the top. I don't think I hated it as much as I initially thought. I didn't hate it. I don't think I disliked it as much as I initially thought. And that's kind of something I came around to. I don't know how they do the match at WrestleMania 36 unless Elias comes out in a wheelchair. But WWE has certainly forgotten worse. But... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, was, it was something to talk about, uh, I suppose. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Drew Gulak was good. The stipulation cracked me up. It's like these two guys fight for to see if two other people have a match. But you know, going back to my earlier point about having more faith in your talent, you know, Drew Gulak and Shinsuke Nakamura are guys that you can put in any situation, no fans or fans, and they'll do you a good job. And I think that's what they, that they proved there. So more power to them. Absolutely more power to them. And I enjoyed it. And look, I never, if you would even told me six weeks ago, I'm getting Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan for the IC title at WrestleMania, I would have been 100% behind that. I never saw it coming. I mean, Sami Zayn having a match or winning a belt was otherworldly. And even though I think Daniel Bryan is going to win, which explains why the IC title went to Sami in the first place, I think I'm okay with that. I'm okay with Daniel Bryan being a champion. Like, I'm sure, like many of you, you just love him for reasons you can't even work out. And Sami Zayn actually being in a prominent position on anything makes me pleased. So there was some good stuff to come out of it. It was just, I think, the, the book ending of it, the opening and the start was just... I find it, like everyone's saying this, and I've said it too, I just find it hard to criticize because it shouldn't even be on television. So when you get something you weren't expecting and there it is, I'm going to enjoy it as best as I can. Super Saiyan Blast, the Super Chat says, uh, have you done any MMA or follow MMA? Just curious. I have done a bit of MMA training and that's where I learned I'd never be able to compete in it because I don't have that killer instinct. Uh, anyone that doesn't really follow mixed martial arts or boxing or any kind of combat sport that's not professional wrestling, of course, you need to have that thing in your head where you're prepared to kill someone, but you know deep down that the referee will stop you. That's the kind of mentality you have. I don't have that mentality. I'm not going to lie. It doesn't exist within me, probably why I enjoy the showmanship of professional wrestling. But I do think it's a good thing to train, especially if you're not into the gym. It will certainly get you in shape. Um, but yeah, the, the thing I'm sort of interested in at the moment is the Khabib Ferguson fight. Seems to be off for a fifth time. This time, basically stopped by Mother Nature. So not even Mother Nature wants that fight to happen. I hope it doesn't go ahead. I know Khabib is in Russia at the moment. And they're trying, I think they said Gagey maybe take on Tony Ferguson or uh, somebody else I can't remember. 
to me, putting on a UFC card is even harder than putting on a wrestling card. So why they're going to do it, I don't know. But I do like, I do like MMA a lot. It's, uh, I, I call myself a casual fan. Like I'm much more about the sort of main guys. I don't really know the up and comers or people like that. It's usually somebody emerges and then I'll go and watch their old matches. But yeah, I like any kind of combat sports. I love boxing, for example. Massive boxing fan. To the point I just downloaded Fight Night Champion of the day. It's 10 years old. But I was like, I've never played Fight Night Champion. I'll do it now. Haven't started yet, as always. My man, Sean Gearhorn. Always appreciate you, Sean. Uh, Miller, I've missed you, mate. Lost my part-time job here in the States due to the thing. So I've been missing your streams. Can't wait for mainly this weekend. And Raw was pretty darn good. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Sean, man. Uh, it sounds like a lot of people are in that situation. I hope you're doing all right. Uh, I mean, mentally, if nothing else. But we'll get through. I know it sounds cheesy, blah, 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 but we will get through this and you'll find a job and it'll be like it never happened. I know it doesn't seem like it now, but I, you know, again, I'm lucky that I do have a few things I can fall back on. So I'm not comparing myself to your situation at all. But I did have so much stuff fall away and I had this, re this surge of anxiety. And I was like, just deal with it day by day. It's almost like I live my life. I'm a very goal driven guy, as you may know if you've watched and listened to me a lot before. And all of a sudden, those goals and ambitions have, have to be put to one side. But I kind of think you can deal with it better because it's not like the world is passing you by. The whole world has hit pause. No one else is out there work, outworking you. No one else is out there getting opportunities that you were meant to get, but you missed them because you weren't looking for them. There's just nothing but silence without wanting to be too over the top and dramatic. So, you know, in that sense... I think you can kind of find some solace in the fact we're all in this together, as cheesy as that sounds. I'm glad you're looking forward to Mania, though. Raw was pretty damn good. Honestly, my three criticisms of Raw, I didn't need to see the Becky Lynch Mania 35 match again. Small, not a big thing at all, but that's what I thought. Um, I loved all the promos, but I could have taken another match. It's kind of, I think I, I would have just cut all those promos down by about two minutes. And I just needed one more match. That's all I needed in terms of pacing. It really, really was. And I had another down as well. Or did I? Yeah, I had three downs. What was my other down? Pfft, I don't know. Ups and downs is on now, though. If you, I hate going over the top of it, but it, it is on now. So make sure you check it out, uh, either when we're done here or not. What the hell was my other down? I need to know now because it would drive me nuts. Yep, talked about that one. Yep, 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 yep. This is good content, isn't it? <laughs> so, uh, oh, yeah, the Charlotte-Rhea Ripley feud, but that's not their fault. It's not their feud. Something was always going to have to be pushed into second place, and Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley pulled the short straw. I feel massively sorry for them. But as long as their match is good, as long as the right person comes out and wins, then I don't care. I don't. Sometimes you can forget all about that when we... Uh, when we come back out the other, when we come back out the other side. But no, I am excited. I'm honestly excited about just enjoying Mania for what it is and sharing it with your good selves. Genuinely, genuinely. Uh, I will mention as well now. If you have joined me live on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. I would appreciate it, and please definitely hit the like button. Uh, because live streams are weird on YouTube and they just go all over the place. As a cheap plug for patrons as well, patreon.com for Simon316. When this live stream is done, it will vanish from the channel, but the unlisted link will still be there for those that have it. And of course, it will be there for patrons. It's actually better if I private the link in terms of what it does to my other views, but I, I don't want to screw over patrons, as somebody rightfully mentioned last week. So we're going to change that. Uh, but yeah, but if you don't want to do anything like that, don't want to do Patreon, don't want to do Super Chat, which you can do right now, Super Chat, ask me anything you want. Um, just give me a like and a subscribe. That's all I ask. That's all I need. It will make me, uh, make me feel good. The other thing with Roman Reigns, actually, we should talk about before we start thinking about wrapping up, is that I don't think you're going to see him on wrestling television for a while, especially when this thing is going on. And nor should we. It's not just a WrestleMania thing. It's, it's not like WrestleMania was going to pass and all of a sudden the situation is going to clear up. We're in this for the long haul over here in the UK. They mentioned it could be as long as six months before we even have a sniff at normality. 
So Roman Reigns at this stage should absolutely be putting himself first. So maybe it does rule him. I mean, also, if we're going to do these closed arena shows anyway, you don't need to see him. He can go away and come back a bigger star anyway because absence makes the heart go fonder. But the reason I think it's important to bring that up is because it kind of underlines the gravitas of the situation. He's not just doing all on a whim. He's doing it because he understands what the next few months could bring. So he's putting himself in the best possible situation. And... If anybody says anything, oh, oh go nuts. We, we've addressed that, though. And um, my man, Sean, in the Super Chat says, getting back of his last one, I'm better off than most. I still have my full-time job, and that's good to hear. Uh, the part-time job was just pocket money that had me had me up while you stream. Keep up with the positivity and content. Hope everyone stays healthy. Well, that's, good to hear. that's good to hear, Sean. Thank, I'm glad that you are. You're doing mostly okay. And I will keep up the positivity. I'll keep up the content. Uh, cheap plug, twitch.tv forward slash Simon316. If you want to play me, if you want to come join me, play some Doom. It is going to happen eventually when I actually get my life together. Uh, but just go follow me on there and you'll get a notification. Uh, somebody asked me what I thought about all the Braun Strowman stuff recently. Obviously, he made those comments about independent wrestlers. I'm not going to come down too harsh on him because the rumor now is that he is has apologized uh, not publicly but he has understood that he went wrong and i'm a big proponent of if somebody makes a mistake and apologize you have to forgive them otherwise what was that it depends what it is of course but in this situation as long as he understands and doesn't do it again i think we can give him a free pass but you know the starving artist is one of the oldest cliches in the book and there's a reason for that you have to work for your dreams and you have to suffer for your dreams sometimes as well again that sounds way too over the top but it's true you know, I have a, it's not the same level, but before I got to doing what culture stuff, I'd been trying to get YouTube content off the ground for four or five years. And there's some embarrassing stuff out there. Should you care to have time on your hands today to go and research? But I'm glad that I did that because it taught me what worked, what didn't work, hopefully where I could get better and, and all these kinds. It gave me experience. And I think hopefully that means I'm more appreciative of where I am now, or at least I try to be. So I'm not calling myself a success, but I like the phrase, an overnight success is 10 years in the making, because they've spent all those 10 years doing the work that nobody sees. And if Braun Strowman was lucky enough to get picked up by WWE and get fast-tracked to NXT, good for him. Who would say no to that? Nobody. Everybody would jump on that bandwagon. But I think you have to be self-aware enough to realize that's not everybody's path because i want aj styles aj styles has been around the world and only gets his big wwe deal in 2016 uh, it's not always a light switch moment for many many people and you have to respect that especially at the moment it's not like wrestlers don't want to go out and bust their ass at the moment they can't like I said, i've lost all my bookings for months and it's nobody's fault and it sucks you just have to accept it and realize when you go back you're going to be blown up like a mother because you've got no cardio anymore uh, right, we'll finish off with answering some questions. If you throw it in the uh, super chat, I'll 100% answer. Uh, if not, just I'll, I'll grab as many as I can from the, uh, from the comments. Uh, ups and downs for Raw is live now. I hate it when the two crash over, but I've just had such a crazy day. If I didn't do this now, I was never going to do it. So please do go watch that when we're, when we're done here. Uh, unless you really want to go watch it now, that's okay as well. Can't get too mad if you're exchanging my face for my own face. And somebody says, how are you doing two live streams at the same time? Nice and easy magic simple as uh, somebody wants to know what braun said he just basically insinuated that if you're a struggling pro wrestler and you're not making enough money to feed the you know, feed yourself and pay the bills and you're now asking for people to donate to your patreon or buy your merchandise maybe you should rethink what you're doing i don't agree with that sentiment at all but again it does seem like he's he's taken on some uh responsibility for, for for what for what he said uh somebody said play resident evil 3 no everyone says it's rubbish and resident evil scares me so i don't want to do that <laughs> hey simon big fan from the middle east just want to say you're doing a great job your content are you going to react to ozzy osbourne's new music uh no do you know what i haven't listened to that because i wanted to react to it and now it's so old 
Well, not old, but it's, it's maybe I'll try and do it. Yeah, maybe I'll try and do it and get it out for patrons so they can enjoy it as they so wish. I do want to get in more exclusive videos for patrons. So I'll try and do that. But I still haven't heard it. I still haven't heard it. Um, I feel like WWE is slowly becoming like WCW, and it's ironic because I never knew WCW. I only saw WCW through the Monday Night War documentary. Def WWE definitely need to make some big changes. You don't need to worry too much. They are nothing like WCW yet. Um, WCW, not in its very last or few months, it actually got quite good. But in its last year, it was abysmal. <laughs> Fun for all the wrong reasons. But while WWE sometimes tread over the same mistakes that they did, it's not in the same ballpark. It's really not. But bless WCW. They gave me a lot of years of good content, and I will always, uh, I will always enjoy them. Uh, do you like the Final Fantasy VII? Do you like Final Fantasy? Final Fantasy VII is out soon. No, it was always lost on me. Uh, apologize for that. I was a Nintendo kid, so I never got around to playing any of the Final Fantasies. And when I finally sat down to play Final Fantasy X, I hated it so much. I thought it was just way too difficult and unfair that I very calmly, no word of a lie, I've told this story many a time. It wasn't even mad. It wasn't rage. I just ejected the game from my PS2 and went, snap, I just broke the disc. It wasn't even mad. It wasn't angry. It was done completely calmly like this is what this happens to this game. And I've never gone back to a Final Fantasy game again. X is all in the super chat says, hand on heart for you. Wanted to thank you for your optimism. Enjoy Mania. Well, that's all good, my friend. Uh, especially at the moment, we need positivity more than ever and optimism. So I'll continue to throw that out there and probably annoy as many as I delight. But that's as long as I'm engaging people, as long as people care. But you too, my friend, I hope you enjoy Mania and I hope you're having a good week. Did you hear Jim Cornette's take on Matt Hardy and Chris Jericho's segment? Yes, I did. He says he's never going to watch AEW again. That doesn't surprise me. That's like saying, did you hear that I don't like olives. I know this. I don't like olives. It's not Jim Cornette's cup of tea. I don't agree with a lot of what Jim Cornette says from a... I can't think what I'm trying to say. I think a lot of what he says goes too far. When he talks about killing people, I'm like, uh, whatever. But he's allowed to not like that. And you can't question his wrestling brain or his wrestling pedigree. You can't. He, he's got the experience. So, um, yes, it's it's... I just see wrestling very different for him. But who am I? I'm a bald asshole on the internet. So my opinion, you could argue, is not as worthy as his. It depends what side of the fence you fall on. I like goofiness. I like Kenny Omega wrestling a kid and a blow-up doll and Matt Hardy teleporting and the final deletion. and all. I mean, some of it goes too far, even for me, yes. But I like the nonsense. And the reason I like it is because there are a few things out there that will actually let you do that. Professional wrestling lets you do that. In wrestling, all you need is two guys or girls to say, yeah, that's fine, and you can create whatever magic you want. And that's why I love it so much. I don't want to see it go away. I honestly don't. Uh, Ryan in the Super Chat says, will this live stream be available or private afterwards? No, I'm going to unlist it afterwards. A uh, quick reason in case you think, Miller, that's a bit unfair. Well, it's because live streaming actually hurts my on-demand views or my normal video views. I don't know why, but it is true. I've, I've studied it now for the last couple of months. I am going to move to Twitch eventually, but not yet. But it's unfair to my patrons if I put it private, so it'll be unlisted. So if you want to save the link, do it now, and you'll still be able to access it. And Daz4785 in the Super Chat makes a great point, saying, I miss Seamus. Why isn't he on the Mania card? Love you, Simon. Love you too. I don't know. Why isn't Seamus on the Mania card? I guess he's just one of those people that fell foul to everything that's been going on. Maybe he's stuck in Ireland. I have absolutely no idea. But you're right, that does suck. He must have had a big idea from Mania, hence why he came back when he did. This is what happens, man. There's casualties. Probably not the best word to use, but you know what I mean. There's talent casualties here who had to be shifted around. The fact we have 16 matches and you can't get Sheamus on, that sucks. It does. I've said this and I'll say it again. I think Sheamus is underrated. I think when Sheamus is retired, we're going to look back on him and think, actually, man, we, 
we should have appreciated Seamus more. We really, really should have done. I, I think he got a bad rap because he won the title in some people's opinions too soon. And he won it in a table match. It was a bit dodgy, dodgy. John Cena with his face out because he couldn't believe he lost his championship. I don't think that helped him. But don't forget, he was still the guy that was able to get Roman Reigns cheered and he was booed. I like Sheamus. I like Sheamus a lot. Uh, WrestleMania will close with Vince getting into an exploding limo. Regret reading that one instantly, but this is why I should probably vet my own stuff um, before we do it. Did you enjoy Drew's promo for WrestleMania? Yes, uh, BT Sport. I think I don't know if they filmed it or WWE filmed it, whatever, but it was on BT Sport social media when I saw it. They filmed a very Rocky-like montage for Drew McIntyre's build to his WrestleMania 36 match against Brock, and it was fantastic. It was stupid in many ways, but I say that as a massive compliment. Everybody should go check it out. It's very, very good, very, very fun. I could take more of those on Raw and SmackDown, to be honest. I wouldn't be up against that at all. Uh, Undertaker's promo was awesome. I agree massively. Uh, somebody asking if I'm playing football manager. No, it's too complicated for me nowadays. I prefer the, uh, I prefer the old ones. Uh, do you think we'll get Bray versus Strowman for the Universal title at SummerSlam? No, I don't at all. But I like the fact that, 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 that you do. Uh, have you seen Batman and Superman World's Finest? It's a cartoon, but the best version of Batman meets Superman. Uh, I don't think I have. No, I've seen the animated series, but I shall check it out because I do have more time on my hand than usual. Uh, Seamus is a good talent. He's a victim of booking. Agreed, 100%. That's how I, that's how I see it. He's, uh, he's excellent. He really, really is. Especially if you watch the FCW documentary where you kind of see where he was and where he is now. It's sleeps and bounds. He learned his craft. He got good. He found his character. He's got his own thing. He's got dumb entrance music that we're not allowed back, which sucks. It's really fun. I honestly, honestly, I'm a massive fan of, of Seamus, and I always will be. And I think most people are. I just think we've kind of lost our way with the character a little bit. Uh, WWE is getting closer to a TV show than wrestling entertainment. I think that has been the way for a long time, my friend. Uh, what is your fantasy match for The Fiend? Oh, I don't even know now. That character has changed so much to me over the years, over the year, I should say. I mean, right now, if I could take anyone, I would take The Fiend. Prob no, I don't care about that. The Fiend versus... I don't even know. I don't. There's nothing that even stands out to me as something that I'd be overly excited about. That's bad, isn't it? The Fiend versus Kevin Owens, because I like Kevin Owens. Uh, what's your idea to provide WWE Tag Team Division in a big way? Just focus on it more. That's all. Just focus on it more. Like The fact that we have the Usos and the New Day joking with each other that when WrestleMania season starts, they just go at it, kind of goes to show that we need more tag teams. We need to push more tag teams. We need to be more diverse with our tag teams. And we need to make the championships feel like a bigger deal. And that it just has to become the focus of storylines as opposed to, oh, we had a double DQ. I had a DQ, sorry. So, or non-finish, whatever you want to say. So now we'll just throw these teams into the, into the mix. It's why I didn't mind it in the grand scheme of things, but Roman Reigns just walking up to Goldberg going, I want your title. Him going, okay. It's not as good as Randy on an edge coming up with crafting this incredible narrative that drags you in and takes you left and takes you right and takes you up and takes you down. I'm far more invested in that because I've been given a reason to. Same with Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. Same with Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. That has a purpose and that has a direction. And, you know, that's just what we need to do with wrestling. That's when wrestling is at its best. Um, I think American Badass Undertaker will return at WrestleMania. I think you're going to get like a, a, a merging of everything. You get a little bit of the dead man. You get a little bit of American, American Badass. And you probably do need to do that without fans. 
You can't have that taker entrance going on for 72 minutes. Although it's going to be in a boneyard, isn't it? So you can't be too American badass in a boneyard. There's going to be some spookiness and atmosphere. So I think you'll get a, a mixture of the two, but that's fine. Fans want it. And that's what wrestling again, that's what wrestling's all about, as we were just talking about. You know, the part two of it is give fans what they want and they'll smile and they'll be happy and they'll cheer, they'll cheer louder. The favorite match you've ever watched, Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin from WrestleMania 13 for many reasons. I watched it again the other day and it was just, it was just wonderful. Uh, do you think Kevin Owens will get a push towards the WWE title? No, I'm now, I will do, do, will do predictions on Thursday uh, or some point. I think that Kevin Owens is going to lose to Seth Rollins and Seth Rollins is going to be pitched against Drew. I'm not necessarily saying I want that. I'm saying that's kind of what my, my gut is telling me. But I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Uh, boneyards aren't just graveyards, Simon. Well, we'll see, won't we? We will see. I'm going to put 99% of my courage, <laughs> whatever that means, that it's going to look a damn, damn lot like uh, like a graveyard. Uh, right, I'll do one last shout out for Super Chats if you want to get involved. But otherwise, like I say, when we're done here, please go and do watch ups and downs. I'm massively sorry that I went over the live one. I hate doing that. But as long as you give it a click and a watch, that's all that matters. Uh, give me a subscribe and give me a like. They're the two things I will ask of you the most because engagement is everything when it comes to YouTube and... Um, yeah, we need to uh, we need to get that flowing as always. And if you want to come talk to me away from this, you can at Simon316 on Instagram and Twitter. And again, don't forget I have a podcast. There's exclusive episodes that go up there all the time. So if you're looking for a way to fill your day, you can just put me on your speakers or put me on your headphones and I will talk to you for around about 45 minutes to an hour or so about whatever the current topical thing in wrestling is. And then you can come onto YouTube, just search for Simon Miller, as you're doing right now if you are doing that, and we can just have a little chat. And we'll do this again Thursday, uh, 1 p.m. GMT on Thursday. That's the next time uh, we will do it. Uh, last few. Uh, hey, Simon. Greetings from Germany. Do you think the first time we get people back in wrestling, we will hear the biggest pop ever? I think it's going to be the biggest pop ever. If you go back and watch some of those Attitude Era pops, you're not going to get close to that. It's too big. But I think you'll get, a, you'll get an amped up crowd. It'll be livelier than your usual WWE crowd. And I think within a week, we'll have all forgotten and we'll be back to the way things were. But that's good. Because right now, just getting out the other side of this, I think is just... Um, uh, what's important do you think we'll get rock versus roman at mania 37 no i think the rock is done he his insurance would be so high because he's such a big movie star i don't think it's worth it for anybody i think we'll probably get one last in-ring segment at a wrestlemania he goes into the hall of fame and that will be that and you can't begrudge him it because again he's one of the biggest stars on the planet my man nick c in the super chat says sorry i'm late dude much love and stay safe don't be silly nick you're never late you're right on time same to you and sean in the super chat says i love my simon miller and my mum says it i love my simon miller i love you too mum aka sean something has gone awry there uh cody Rhodes said acting classes help a big way to wrestlers career what do you think do you plan on taking acting class funny you say that i inquired about one the other day i was sat in my house and i thought what can i try and work on that i can do from my living room and they do online acting courses so i've sent an email i'm waiting for some information why not the worst thing can happen is i do it and go this isn't for me and also i wouldn't mind <laughs> tying into my mission impossible 7 story which i will pimp on here on my youtube channel right now you can watch a genuine prank slash scam that was played on me when someone tried to cast me in WrestleMania 37. WrestleMania 37. What the hell? Mission Impossible 7. Just look through. You'll see it. It's me chasing Tom Cruise in the thumbnail. Genuinely, genuinely happened to me. But that did make me think I wouldn't mind doing some acting. I'm not saying I'm going to become a Hollywood superstar, but it is something that I enjoy. So I thought, okay, well, step one. Someone needs to teach me what I'm doing. So I reached out. I think with anything like that, even if you don't take anything away from it, I think giving it a go is what's important. 
just give it a go and see if you can get something out of it. Because if you don't, all right, you can cross it off your list. No harm, no foul. And if you do get something out of it, you won. And your money was well spent. Uh, Tom Talks Rivers in the Super Chat says, thoughts on AEW's new title? Yeah, we talked about it earlier. They need it. It'll be awesome for when their second show goes live on primetime. It's a television title, which means you can protect the world championship even more and only defend that on pay-per-views and then give, you know, build up these mini feuds on television, which AEW does need to do because they're only doing four pay-per-views a year to make people care and quote-unquote pop a buy rate. So it's very, very smart. Not sure whether now's the right time, but again, it's unexpected times. So maybe there is no right time at the moment. But no, very excited about it. Very, very cool. Don't care that it's called TNT title. That's the big question on Twitter all day. Simon is stupid name. Don't care. Don't care. Call it the light title. No, don't call that. Well, I don't care. It's my point. I just, uh, I, I just don't care. Uh, and on that note, I will say thank you very much for joining me. Uh, again, please do subscribe. Please do like all that nonsense. Uh, what else are we going to do? 1 p.m. Come back here. GMT. We'll do the other the WrestleMania prediction show then. And again, go subscribe to my podcast. So search for it on whatever you use to listen to podcasts. You'll find it. Give that a subscribe. Give it a listen. I think that's all we need to talk about, right? Thank you to everybody in the Super Chat today. Thank you to everyone that supports me on Patreon. And thank you to everyone that watches my videos in general. If you've got some time now, if you want to just go click around and watch other videos I've done, that would rock. Or you can head over to What Culture Wrestling and see ups and downs for Raw. That's up there too. But for the time being, look, carry on staying safe. Carry on being nice to each other. We'll be out of this before we know it, fingers crossed. And even if we're not, we'll find a way to get through. And I'll see you when I see you.